Dip it in and sauce it up with Sergio Lopez and Vanessa Walsh. 8-Bit Saucy Podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up. Hello, Sausketeers. Welcome to a new episode of A Bit Saucy. I'm your host, Vanessa Walsh. And I'm Sergio Lopez. <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face you're ready to give a big, a big one. <laughs> <laughs> and today we will be reviewing... Tony's Seafood in Marshall, California, mm-hmm. the most beautiful town in the whole wide world. <laughs> uh, Fight us on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a special affection for this area. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's on Tamales Bay, which is the bay that separates Point Reyes from the mainland, and the San Andreas Fault goes through it. Um, it's typically pretty quiet out there. There's some oyster tourism (laughs) and there's some kind of like bleed through tourism from Point Reyes and from, you know, people coming up from San Francisco. But Tamales Bay is very long and narrow and it's very uh, geographically interesting. Um, And I've loved this area for decades now. It's got a very special place in my heart. Um, There's a lot of kind of old rundown stuff like that kind of scenery, which is common uh, if you live in Sonoma County, you know what I'm talking about. Um, But it's kind of got this like rustic, wistful, by the sea, (laughs) um, misty quality. Um, Definitely. I really, really love Mm -hmm. it. And still like a good, a strong fisherman culture out there too, which is kind of something you see fading and fading more and more, but it still seems pretty vibrant out there. Yeah. It almost like... uh... The Marin Coast kind of reminds me more of like, I guess what you would see on the East Coast, like mm. a little bit more like, uh, not that I've ever been to any of these places, but like Eastern Seaboard area is kind of what it. I guess I could kind of see that. that. <laughs> no, I kind of picture that stuff as like less rundown than this is, but maybe not. I don't really know. But yeah, this is, it's like you're stepping back in time by like, I don't know. 60 70 years right. when you go there there's yeah. no chain stores or anything like that uh hardly any stores at all in fact mm-hmm. um but yeah we've been painting out in that area a lot lately and we've driven by tony's seafood many many times and we were trying to figure out if we've both been there like way in the past and i think we might have I'm pretty sure we have, but like we'll get to soon. Um, I believe it was under different ownership. It, it definitely was under different ownership. The restaurant itself has changed a lot in the past few years, which we'll get into. Um, and also, it might have been the Marshall store I went to, which is like just a couple buildings down mm-hmm. and uh, pretty similar. But we definitely sat outside and we definitely had some kind of fried seafood. Mm, <laughs> um, okay. So... Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there because it wasn't the same owners and it was so long ago. I literally remember nothing. But um, I did. Uh, yeah, I really love it out here. So anyway, the reason we ended up here is we've been painting out here a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, like four or five times recently. Um, and we drive by this all the time. And we also drive by Nick's Cove, which is a little bit up the street. And um, so, you know, it's been in the in, in our minds and we, um, Kamloi, one of our favorite restaurants, uh, recently was awarded with a Michelin Bib Gourmand Award. So congratulations to Kamloi for that. We love them. 
mm-hmm. well deserved. Uh, we so we learned recently. I've seen um I've seen restaurants recognized with this Bib Gourmand Award, and I never really realized what it meant. But it's Michelin's recognition of lower cost restaurants, and I guess a lot of restaurants we like have been recognized with this. Uh, Diavola was well, and Robin Gaijin was another. Um, Backyard in Forestville, R.I.P. was another, mm. and there were a few more that we're familiar with. Uh, but um, at the same time, Kamala was recognized, also Tony's was. And we were both surprised by that because we always thought, at least me personally, I always thought Nick's Cove was like the fancy one because Nick's Cove has like fancy little cottages you can rent and stuff. So I always got <laughs> the high-end vibe. And Tony's always seemed a lot more casual, like fish and chips kind of joint to me. Um, and that might just be because of my past impression, but um, I really, yeah, I really never thought of this as anything special or anything like that. I mean, even though this isn't a fancy restaurant award, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a casual, like, get some fried seafood type of place, which is why I haven't paid too much attention to it. Um, but yeah, that got it on our radar. And so today we ended up going out there. And it was a beautiful day, a little colder than we would have liked. It was supposed to be like 94 today here, so we're like, we need to get out to the coast. (laughs) Um, But it was a little cooler than expected, and the coast was a very common weather event here at at Tony's, being on the east side of Tamales Bay, is that the fog will be on the other side, blocked by Point Reyes, but Mm -hmm. the bay itself will be in the sun, and the east side of the bay will be in the sun. So it's actually a pretty nice place. A lot of people will think of it as foggy all the time out there, but actually a lot of times the east side of the bay is sunny. But it still does get that cold and wind influence from the fog for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was that kind of weather there. So it was really pretty out. And um, it was a little chilly though. But yeah, we drove out here and it was a beautiful day. But before we get too far into it, I think we should. Buzz on over to Vanessa's History Hive. Buzz on over. Okay. So this place is a pretty interesting history. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Off their website. Tony's Seafood Restaurant, now part of the Hog Island Oyster Company family. So we'll get into this a little more later, but Hog Island Oyster Company is one of the biggest companies. Well, not biggest companies, but one of the most known companies on Tamales Bay. Mm -hmm. Very popular. If you've ever driven by there on a weekend, they actually started restricting like the amount of time they can be open because so many cars... And so wow. many people would go to Hog Island Oyster Company to get oysters. Mm-hmm. Tomas is a major oyster farming place. Um, yeah. In fact, that's what it's known for. Neither of us like oysters. So unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to, we don't enjoy that part <laughs> of it. Um, I bet some people in the audience are like. I know. I know people love their oysters. And you know what? Live your best life. <laughs> enjoy your oysters. I'm not talking bad about mm. them. They're just not for me. Right. <laughs> I'll have a barbecued oyster every now and again, but they're definitely not my favorite. I prefer different type of shellfish a lot more, such as shrimp and crab and all that. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So, history. Tony's Seafood was originally established by Anton Tony Konatich, a Croatian fisherman hailing from the Isle of Is. <laughs> we had to look that up. I know. Too. That reminds me of like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the magical Isle of Is. You know how we always hit this button? Sounds like these jokers need to do their research. Well, we did. 
The year was 1948, and Marshall was a bustling port, sending weekly shipments of fresh butter, milk, and seafood south of San Francisco on the single-gauge rail. God, that sounds so cool. I wish I could be there for that time. And it was like a bustling town. Um, Anton eventually brought his family over from Is and opened Tony's to sell and serve his fish in the local community. The Konatich family ran Tony's for three generations, serving locals and travelers alike heaps of seafood and sea stories, peppered with a dash, dash of grit, staples of Marshall. Oh, that sounds so cool. I wish that family still owned it because it'd be so, it'd be so cool to talk to them. Right. But, yeah. you know, obviously this is a totally different caliber of restaurant now. So in 2017, Hog Island Oyster Company was offered the opportunity to purchase Tony's from the family. Co-founders John Finger and Terry Sawyer jumped at the chance to revive and restore the historical local icon. Tony's means so much to so many people, says John Finger. Tamales Bay and the surrounding hills connect us all with a sense of place. Tony's has always been the hub for gathering and celebrating these connections. We want to preserve this, paying homage to the stories, traditions, and foods of old, while creating a space to welcome in new ones. So I do think it's cool that it, this was at least bought by, like, a local family and not, like, you know, some, like, out-of-towners going to make it, like, right. a chain or something exactly. like that. So uh -huh. I do think they preserve, like, the feel of it. They still, like, care to make it feel the same, which is cool. It's definitely still, like, a—it's, like, out on piers over the water, and it's definitely got, like, an old-timey seafood place kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. um, so love that. Okay, well, we can get into the actual experience. All right. Um, so, atmosphere and ambiance. <laughs> yeah, I really like the atmosphere and ambiance here. Yeah. So, most people choose to sit outside because it's in such a beautiful place. Right. Um, but it was getting a little chilly and that fog was yeah. really coming over the hill, so we decided to sit inside. <laughs> we definitely would have if it was like one of those hot days that mm -hmm. we had anticipated. But Yeah. But it was cold, and I was wearing a skirt. <laughs> yeah. I think it was on the cusp of being comfortable, right. but then we are just like, you know, it's going to get colder. Well, I and think that most of the people we saw outside were um, had been there from earlier. Mm -hmm. So it probably yeah, was I think you're like right. the fog was just starting to get cold. Mm -hmm. But such it is out there. Um, but they sat us at... So it's on the water, and they set us on these tables right next to the window. So we were looking, like, right out over the water, and it yeah, was, like, the big Yeah, we were literally sparkling. in the bay. It was so gorgeous. Sitting. Like, what a nice little table for two we had. Mm -hmm. So that was delightful. Um, yeah. And it's decorated on the inside with a bunch of, like, sea, sea stuff. <laughs> yeah, nautical theme, yeah, kind of. And it's, but not in, like, you know, like, cheesy, like, anchors and stuff everywhere. Know. It's, like, real stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, like, they have, like, pictures of old, uh, like old fishermen boats. and boats yeah. and stuff. Like, And they have, like, netting and stuff decorating. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool, actually. And it's, yeah. it's kind of understated, too. It's not, like, too much. And it's, like... It's not, like, Long John Silvers or something no. like that. <laughs> it's like actual real like, yeah. feeling of an old. Yeah. Because it, it literally is an old like place like right. that. Right. So it feels like what it doesn't it have to try very it's hard. Not, it's not style over substance. It's mm. like. So, and from what I read, this the seafood is local and I believe it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be crazy for them not to have local right. food there. No, yeah, this is totally a local look of our place. I hate <laughs> I can't accept that word. <laughs> but um no, but we we appreciate that though. Um so really was a fan of the ambiance. I think it was great. I wonder though if it would be a little cramped in there if the restaurant was full. 
uh, with the way they had a, they had a, we were at a nice little table for two, but there were a lot of big tables too, but that's not an issue. It wasn't an issue. It was fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like the ambiance. It was very simple, very understated. It still has a lot of character though. So yeah, I was a fan. How about you? Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree with all that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a bit of, cause we're talking about like how we'd probably been there before a long time ago. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I have been there a long time ago before it was bought out by Hog Island. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember the tables and stuff not being quite like, uh, polished like that. I think it was more like standard kind of seating before. Yeah. And now it's a lot more, um, I don't know. I guess it has a nice polish to it, but kinda, not in a, in a, like a sterile way, but just right. like a, I kind of like the way they upscale. seem to have spruced it up where it's like, it doesn't feel different, but it mm -hmm. is nicer. Mm -hmm. It's like the nice version of what you'd expect out there. Right. If that makes sense, but it's not like fancy nice. It's just like clean, nice. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was a fan of that. Mm -hmm. My only issue was that uh, our windows were open next to us and the wind was blowing, like, on us. <laughs> so We had it to was trap a, little... a yellow jacket at one point, too. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get a yellow jacket outside, but then the wind blew the piece of paper I had under it yeah. <laughs> away, and then it flew right back to where it was. It was <laughs> like, okay, you want to be trapped in a window, then so be it. I tried. <laughs> right. Anyway, um... <laughs> So, yeah, it was a little chilly at our table, but that was all right. No big deal. Just got a jacket. So, um, yeah, good ambiance uh, and a lot of tables outside, too. So if it's a nice day, that's a good place to be. I love the ambiance. I love the decor. I spend a lot of time trying to figure out which one I like more. The ambiance or the decor. <laughs> that's a football player, right? Right. Marshawn Lynch. That's so funny because it's just like. He spent a, a, he spent a lot of time <laughs> trying to figure that out. It's like yes. it's such a subtle nuance. <laughs> like why would you just like put a ton of effort into that? Right. Like, <laughs> if that's it's funny because he was talking about Dave and Buster's. In that Are you clip. serious? <laughs> I would think it'd be the ambiance. <laughs> I, mean, right? I don't think the decor is much to wait home about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Dave and Buster's? I believe I have, yeah. Really? I believe so. When? Oh, I don't know, like 15 years ago, maybe. Like in college? Mm, somewhere around that time. For, with like a social thing or like with family? Uh, I think it was a social thing. Really? You had friends take you to Dave and Buster's? I think so. Why is that so funny to me? <laughs> I don't know. Dave and Buster's and Sergio are like the furthest thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just like its reputation. Mm, I mean, like I know it's games. like an adult barcade, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I guess it, it always seemed kind of like a bro place, you know? I mean, it is for sure. Yeah. But it's also just like, Just like know. an arcade yeah. for adults. Well, that's kind of a fun <laughs> thing. I think I, I've been to somewhere that wasn't Dave and Buster's, but was like similar. Okay, there's a place in Portland. Oh. Um, yeah, but they don't do the weird like Dave and Buster's cash thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent about this Dave and Buster's. A bit saucy tangent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so guess we could get to what we ordered. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, so we ordered. So we actually like took a little bit of time, like going back and forth about what we wanted because there were a few things on the menu that both sounded or that all sounded good, and um, we were just like, let's get this and that, and then we're like, oh wait. 
let's throw on this other one and then we could split the rest of it. <laughs> right. I think the decisions were good in the end, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of what they have in the menu here is oysters. So a lot of uh, what they offer is just not something that we would want. But there are a few other very fascinating things. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up with uh, was the grilled cheese sandwich. Mm hmm. We'll get into why. <laughs> the yeah. clam chowder mm -hmm. and the fish tacos. Yeah. So, um, let's see. And our drinks. Oh, yeah. I got a beer. <laughs> yeah. He got a beer. From a place, I think it was actually called like Wood Brewing Co., oh. which is in Sebastopol. Really? And I want to say it's somewhere in the Barlow, but I can be wrong about that. I think you might be. Is it, It's not Wood for, is it? No. No. I don't see it. On, oh, here we go. Golden Sea Cider, North Coast Brewing. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I ended up getting... But it was a lager that I got, so it was just a standard. Right. <laughs> so they have cocktails on the list, and they don't actually specify that these are like canned Hog, Oiland, Hog Island Oyster Company. <laughs> Hog um, Island. Hog Island. <laughs> Canned Hog Island Oyster Company cocktails. So they're not like fresh made cocktails. And they're made with like lower um, alcohol things that are like, um, mine was made with soju. And then they have like one, like their mimosas made with Prosecco and let's see. Yeah. And their Bloody Mary is also made with soju. So they do not have a full alcohol. Ice, it's just beer and wine. But uh, I ended up getting Hog Island Oyster Company Coastal Cooler, which is soju with elderflower and champagne shrub. Um, so these are $13, which is pretty pricey for just like a little can. But mm -hmm. it actually ended up being two full drinks right. um, in my glass. So that actually wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the end, that was a decent deal. Yeah. Only thing is that they're soju, so they weren't like super alcoholic. Yeah, I didn't really feel but... it. At all, honestly. But, you know, that's no big deal. Right. And they tasted good. Yeah, they tasted great. Soju. Man, that, that stuff. <laughs> that stuff could destroy you. <laughs> but luckily it didn't this time. Mm -hmm. It's just the thing is it's basically flavorless. So what you're going to need to be tasting is whatever you put in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could drink like a tall glass of juice or something like that and not even really know that there's like basically wine strength alcohol alcohol in it you know <laughs> it's just like that's why it can yeah <laughs> right yeah i saw some meme teenagers better not be listening to this right. because uh that could be dangerous <laughs> well <laughs> like yeah I, if they I'm sure teenagers, if teenagers discover soju then i'm sure they Lord have their ways all. already <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i saw some meme that was like it was a soju bottle and it was like the, the first, like, basically the amount of the neck of the bottle is mm. like, oh, I could barely taste this. And then the rest of the bottle is, like, unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, back to it, though. Back to the food we got. So. Okay. I guess we can start. What do you want to start with here? Um, let's start with the grilled cheese. Okay, so the grilled cheese. Because I think this was the first thing we decided on getting. Yeah, so I noticed this on the menu before we came here. This grilled cheese sandwich has some of the best, like, hard hitters on the Sonoma County cheese scene. Right. Um, this, uh, this is one hell of a bl blend of cheeses. Sonoma County hard hitters. <laughs> okay, so this grilled cheese sandwich is $16, but... 
there is a reason for that. Mm-hmm. The cheeses on this grilled cheese are cowgirl creamery, fromage blanc, vela, mezzo secco, cavage gruyere, served with a side of house-made pickles. So, I'm not sure where the cavage gruyere is from, but cowgirl creamery is in Point Reyes Station, and um, they sell their cheese all over, you know, the local Bay Area. Um they have my favorite cheese on earth, which is called Mount Tam, which is a lot of people agree that that is the best cheese on earth, in fact. <laughs> nice. Vela is in Sonoma, and it's in this little unassuming brick building, kind of on a back street near downtown, and you kind of have to like know it's there to go. But they serve, they make some of the like the most revered cheeses, especially for wine tasting. Vela Dry Jack is like the gold standard for a lot of wine tasting. Mm-hmm. So... Two really good cheeses right off the bat there. Um, and then the Gruyere is really good. So, yeah, that's why we chose to get this. And it comes with the house-made pickles, which we also had a little bit of an interest in trying, too. So, yeah, we decided to go with this. And, man, it was amazing. This was such a good grilled cheese. Um, I loved it. It had, like, some crispy cheese on the outside mm-hmm. that had, like, gotten on the grill. And right. I, love, I love that crispy cheese. That's oh, like yeah. We know us and our crispy cheese. <laughs> Gotta have our crispy cheese. <laughs> crispy cheese. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just the taste of this blend was, like, perfection. Absolute perfection. Um, the bread was really good, too. It was really good grilled cheese. I must say, though, I'm probably not going to put it above the Hot Monk grilled cheese with ham. Something about the the crusted bread, the crusted Parmesan bread, and the really good ham they put on it. I think right makes it like just a flavor bomb that I like mm-hmm. a lot. So I wouldn't put it above that, but I would say I like the cheese blend better. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I would agree with that. Trying to imagine this with that with like really good ham on it and with like Parmesan crusted bread. I know that. I guess that's the only thing that's missing because I feel like it's a great. Um, I wouldn't say appetizer, but I don't know if I would call it a full meal. Yeah. Unless you're a vegetarian or something, but. Yeah. Yeah. See, it already is a fancy grilled cheese. So if you were able to like really fancy it up, then make it like a full on like what one would call an adult grilled cheese and put like bacon on it or ham on it or Uh something, then I think that would really put it over the edge there. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's fancy, but it's just cheese and bread makes it like, yeah, not like a full meal. But it's cut into four, and it might be a good thing, like, if you're there with four people, just get it and eat everybody have yeah. oh, basically, yeah. like, cheese bread, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it'd be good for that. I think, yeah, the perfect way is having this as a shared, um, yeah, treating it like an appetizer uh, for a couple people to share. Yeah, and least. if it came with more than the pickles, if it came with, like, a salad or fries or something, mm-hmm. then it would be more of a meal, too, but mm-hmm. it doesn't... Um, the pickles were a little bit interesting of a side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know very well that pickles can mean any pickled vegetables, not just pickled cucumber. But they had like a lot of what the pickles were were cauliflower. Mm-hmm. And there were some pickled cucumbers and there's like a pickled chili pepper. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it wasn't. Pickle pepper. Pickle pepper. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't. It wouldn't have been my choice of particular particular things to pickle (laughs) (laughs) so they were good but yeah they didn't like blow my mind or anything and yeah if this was my only thing i had to eat i probably it probably wouldn't have filled me up but right yeah um i noticed that uh there was like a bit of a curry kind of taste to the pickle i don't know if you noticed that yeah there was something different 
about it. It didn't just taste like pickled vegetables. It's mm-hmm. like there's something more to it. Right. Which I don't know if it was like turmeric like. or something like that they put on it. But uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. And uh, I thought they were all right. Um, they weren't my favorite. But I think also it's just because like compared to everything else and all the food that we had, it was just like, Am I gonna am I gonna take up valuable stomach real estate with these pickles or am <laughs> yeah I gonna... yeah that's understandable I think yeah. we each ate like one and then like nibbled we, on another or something yeah like I don't I don't think I even touched the cauliflower to be honest it wasn't um yeah it wasn't a priority right all right well next I feel like all of these were kind of interesting for different reasons oh yeah we've got the uh, Hog Island Oyster Company clam chowder mm-hmm. so. I love a good clam chowder, and I was not expecting what I got, but this is another thing. Yeah. It's like, it's $17. I look at it as like, why is this clam chowder $17? That's a lot of money for clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason. So it says manila clams, aromatic vegetables, bacon, potatoes, and cream. And um, so I don't know if it being manila clams makes a big difference. I don't know what kind of clams clam chowder usually has, mm-hmm. but usually clam chowder has like cubes of clams. Mm-hmm. And this is not cubes of clubs. These were, I've, I've never had soup like this before. I know it's common, but I've never had soup that, it, they were in the shell still. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't exactly sure of the logistics. <laughs> this is a deer research moment for sure. Right. I feel so, totally silly about this. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't sure exactly the logistics of how you're supposed to eat it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just like using my little seafood fork to get the clams out right, and taking right. the shells out. So uh-huh. I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do or what. Maybe you are, yeah. But once we did that... I see why they do shell in, honestly. I never knew. This is one of those things. I never knew that I needed this in my life because <laughs> I never knew there was anything wrong with the old way because I like the old way of clam chowder where sure. you just have chunks of it. But it's so it was so fresh. Like there was no fishiness. The taste was like delicate and light of the actual clams. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. I was like, at first I was a little maybe, I don't want to say skeezed out, but I was a little like weirded out uh, with the... Having to, like, pick the clam out of the shell, like, sure. 50 times. <laughs> um, but, no, once I got to eating it, I was just like, damn, this is this is not even in the same ballpark as, like, the kind of sh- clam chowder I'd normally get. Right, know? yeah. Yeah, so excellent clam chowder. Definitely see why it was $17. Mm-hmm. I actually think the clam chowder and maybe, like, a side of, like, bread or something could be a good, decent meal. Cause this is like, oh, yeah, I think so. This is a big bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a big, huge bowl of clam chowder with fresh clams. Super good. Super, super good. Um, yeah. So when you were out um, using the bathroom, I think, when um, our food came in, mm-hmm. I honestly, like, I was not familiar with clam chowder being made this way. Mm-hmm. So I almost thought that they gave us the wrong dish at first. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't recognize it as clam chowder at all. Right, like, it looked like chop <laughs> chipino or something. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what I kind of thought it was like. Was there like a different clam thing on the menu that I didn't see? <laughs> but then I looked at it more. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> this is how they serve clam here. And it's like you said, I'm not familiar with that way of doing it, but... But uh, I agree, like, um, sure, it's a little more work. You got to find out where to where to um, put the, the clam shells afterwards right. and all that. So that's a little bit awkward. There actually was one moment where there was like a piece of a shell that broke off and I accidentally bit into it. That was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that 
Yeah, no, that was the only thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like pulling shells out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, this was uh, really interesting. Like, it was a lot more soupy than... Uh, that I'm used to as well because usually when I think of clam chowder it's like a little bit more substantial of a um, of a broth I would say mm-hmm. but um, I mean it definitely didn't need to be more substantial it's just more what I'm used to so this kind of uh, as far as uh, my conceptions of what a clam chowder could be it blew my socks <laughs> off <laughs> blew your socks <laughs> off <laughs> but yeah it was really good um like there was like seasoning on the clams as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh yeah there was something like i really like the meatiness of the of the, the clam isn't it good yeah i always like clam chowder that has like big chunks of clam and this is like this takes the cake for that for sure <laughs> yeah so this was a little bit more like a a, a clam soup <laughs> like not as chowdery even though you know it was still like a white sauce and everything yeah like it that. wasn't like milky creamy at all Mm-mm. yeah it was it was more just like a, a light cream base mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it, instead they just use the veggies and the potatoes to mm-hmm. to uh give it more um uh i guess substance to the a lot of clam chowder. chowder yeah sorry yeah a lot of clam chowder, the broth will be like the feature, mm-hmm. you know, right. it'll be like little chunks of other stuff. But this was like, not like that at all. Like the filling good stuff was the substance. Yeah. So this is totally justified to be $17 for clam chowder because this is like another level of clam chowder. This is like mm-hmm. a dish. This is like a right. creation. This, this is like is an upgraded clam absolutely. chowder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like as much as I like the one at uh, Spud Point Crab Co., like that's the type of clam chowder I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting to see something like that. And you know what? That's but totally fine. Totally, yeah. This you is know? just a totally different experience. Some of the flavors might be uh, familiar, but the presentation and the, um, I guess the level of uh, presentation and all that is uh, just a notch above. Another thing I never realized I would need in my life. <laughs> right. Like, fancy upscale clam chowder <laughs> but yeah Gosh, i have such mixed nice. feelings because like fancy and upscale are just like you know not the marshall vibe but somehow <laughs> this sure. this place like earns its place for sure because it's it's so good and it still keeps like the feel of it you know right all right so the next thing is the fish tacos mm-hmm. so that's- and this one was my choice for for yeah. what i really wanted Grilled local halibut, roasted tomato, corn salsa, avocado, and slaw. So mm-hmm. some things you don't like actually are on this. Yeah. Um, well, I never really mind slaw on uh, fish tacos because yeah, it's usually know. just like a cabbage with a little bit of... Right. It's not coleslaw. It's just right. slaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had the majority of these tacos for, uh, I guess, for a specific reasons because... Um, when I had some of the salsa, it I could definitely taste the jalapenos in it, uh-huh. and uh, jalapenos hurt my tummy. Yeah, <laughs> um, in case the listeners weren't familiar with that yet, but I think we'd had uh, mentioned that before. No, but, we mentioned it. We yeah. definitely mentioned it. Right. Remember um, that horrible place in San? Was it San Isidro Farmhouse? That weird anti mask Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I then because that made me sick for like three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, uh, since you had just a halibut, um, like one of the, um, you had some bites that weren't uh, saucy. Oh, no, I didn't get any uh, spiciness out of this at all. So, yeah, how yeah. about you just talk about okay. your experience with well, it Well, I really liked it because uh, the fish, it's local halibut, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it was so good. <laughs> that fish was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't even describe the flavor, but it was, like, perfectly seared on the outside. Mm-hmm. And normally... I, yeah, I, these aren't, like, breaded, like, Baja-style. Right, no. Normally, that's what I prefer. <laughs> and a lot of times, I yeah. won't get fish tacos if they're not... Right. Uh, if they're not fried, mm-hmm. because that's just what I prefer. Right. It's, like, the authentic Cabo way. But, um... No, I'm glad. I'm glad you got these because I probably wouldn't have gotten the grilled. But yeah, they had like the perfect cooking on the outside. The fish was the perfect flavor. Mm-hmm. There's no like weird fishy taste. It was right. delightful. Halibut is one of my favorite fish to eat, actually. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't think I even knew that until uh, we started going out to eat. It's just fish. so light and mm-hmm. delicate and delightful. I find mm-hmm. that I like fish that is like that. It's light, but it's not like super flaky. It's no, a little no. more meaty. <laughs> yeah. But it has, like, a nice, delicate flavor that's just really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that salsa was really interesting tasting, too. I didn't get too much of it. I got mostly, like, the tomato portion of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. But, yeah. Yeah, it had almost, like, a cocktail sauce flavor. And I liked the avocado. Um, and the slaw was pretty good, too. It gave a nice crunch. So it's good. Good with these tacos, for sure. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah. Um, like you said, the halibut was really good. Um well seasoned too. Uh, yeah, really well seasoned. I really like the sear on it. I think it was just perfectly cooked and um uh, like you said, not fishy at all, not like a I don't know, like a rock cod or something what might be. Uh it's just a lot more delicate of a flavor. Um which just went really well because it um let the the flavors of everything else shine a bit more. Mm-hmm. The the salsa was really interesting because rather than trying to make it like really sort of, I don't know, Southwestish, uh, as like salsa sometimes would be like putting like, I don't know, like mango and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. These were a lot more like, uh, in line with going, uh, with like traditional fish dishes where it had a little bit more of like a cocktail sauce sort of flavor to it mm-hmm. like you said and uh um, i love a good cocktail sauce by the way <laughs> yeah so i thought that was a really interesting good choice for this type of taco um i liked the flavors to it i did really enjoy the jalapeno because it wasn't overpowering at all um it just gave you enough of that flavor that's like you know you're eating jalapeno but it's you know you're not like um trying to douse your mouth in, in water to to uh, cool yourself down or anything like that. So um, I thought the flavors in this were excellent, uh, very well balanced. Um, I didn't really notice the corn that much. I mean, I saw it in there, but it didn't really um, affect the flavor too much, I don't think. Yeah, a lot of times when I hear corn salsa, I think salsa that's almost like purely corn. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this These are just more of a few kernels here and there. It uh-huh. almost seemed like... Uh, had guac in it, which, you know, not my favorite, but, you know, I'm going to, I'm always going to be in the minority. It didn't <laughs> it seem like it really, uh, took over the flavor that much though, or anything. <laughs> it like didn't that. too much. No, it, it was pr- pretty well balanced as far as, uh, not detracting from the, um, salsa for me too much. 
So, uh, yeah, these were excellent. These were some of my favorite fish tacos I've had in a really long time. So um, definitely up there with some of my favorites I've had um, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, it's funny because it said this when I was looking at the Michelin Bib Gourmand announcement for this, but it was like every dish is an experience. And I feel Mm -hmm. that way about this place. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if it's like this for all their dishes, um, but like every dish was interesting and good that we got. I don't regret any of it. I think we ordered perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was great. Definitely happy with that. Um, yeah. So you want to talk about stuff we might be interested in next time? Would you want to get the fish tacos again? It's sounding like you would. I would get them again. But if we're talking about other things that we would um, get instead, mm-hmm. there's definitely one other thing on that menu that I would be gunning for. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to mention a lot of the oyster flavors. I've always just found this to be true. A lot of the oyster flavors sound amazing. It's too bad I don't like oysters. Right, They've got like yeah. a house-made Tony's barbecue sauce. They've got a chipotle bourbon, garlic butter, jalapeno garlic, garlic butter. It's like mm. all these flavors sound so good. Right. It's too bad. It's like, can, I, can you just take the oyster out of the shell and just put that mm-hmm. stuff in the shell? And then I just have that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But all those sound really good. So if you like oysters, probably it would be pretty good to try. Yeah. It's a shame because so much of this menu is dominated by oysters. And I know mm-hmm. it's like the area is known for oysters. So right. We can't, we, we can't, can't complain. Yeah. yeah. It's just not to our taste. Right. But fortunately there's other things in the menu that, um, still, um, deserve our attention. Well, the main <laughs> thing I would be interested in is the fish and chips. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> so it's AK true cod house made tartar sauce and coleslaw. And we saw a few of these walk by our table and the breading looks super good. They look super good. It seems like it's kind of a known item here. So, yeah, definitely gunning for those fish and chips. That's probably what you were going to say, huh? Pretty much. (laughs) They've also got, let's see, other things I would try. They've got some salads, just a standard one that's just greens. Caesar salad, it sounds good, but it's also $15. And then there's like... Yeah, the problem with the salads for me was that um, they didn't seem like they had um, protein options. Right, exactly. And they're... Most of them are expensive. So then there's mm-hmm. a kale salad. Sounds maybe interesting, but I'm not the biggest kale fan. Right. Uh, Lacinto kale, roasted maitake mushroom, Meyer lemon, Marcona almonds, apples, parmesan, and marjoram vinaigrette. So it does sound pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I would. I don't know. I kind of want to try it, but at eighteen dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. I'd rather just get seafood here than <laughs> yeah. spend my money on salad, honestly. Right. It just depends. They have a burger that's probably really good, but this is also not a place I'd go for a burger unless I was really in the mood. Exactly. Yeah. I felt the same way about it. Yeah, you know, like it definitely be something I would try if for some reason I wasn't in a seafood if mood. The but, burger bug bit you. Yeah, if the burger bug bit well, it didn't <laughs> this time so. But uh, uh yeah. I, it seems like such a waste of an opportunity to come out here and have a burger. And have fresh seafood. Yeah. Yeah, you want to have fresh seafood. Um, other than that, let's see. I don't know. What else is on the menu? It's not a big menu, Fried at least oyster, right now. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather they have a small menu that uh, they do well. Mm-hmm. Fried oyster po' boy. Um, oh, right. So I think I've had fried oysters before, and I actually think I mind them less. But I still Yeah, like I've had fried oysters before, but still, it's like the texture of them in the inside. It's just like... yeah. 
Uh, I just feel like you're going to end up with a lot of breading and like kind of a weird gooey inside. That yeah. It's not going to be to my taste. So let's see. Then they have pasta and clams. So shiitake mushrooms, mm-hmm. cauliflower greens, Calabrian chili, garlic, and lemon. So I'm guessing those are those same clams that were in our chowder. Mm-hmm. That might be pretty good. It's $27, though. I think it's the most expensive thing. It is, menu. yeah. And that's one of the reasons I didn't order it. But uh, yeah. it would definitely be something like, I don't know, if I was um, in the mood to spend that much, I might try. Yeah, if we had, like, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It sounds good, but it's just not right. my, my, like, first choice. So then the sides, they have slaw, fries, root one bread and butter, which is local. I bet that's really good. It's only $2. Yeah. Uh, fried oysters and house-made pickles. House-made pickles are $8. Wow. Um. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, value? Value, I would say, is kind of like... Like middle. Middle, yeah. Yeah, because it's great and amazing, and for the quality, it's awesome. But eh, we didn't spend as much here as I thought, but it's definitely not cheap. Right. No, it's not. You know, it's kind of... I didn't go in there expecting that, especially with it being a a Michelin-rated Right, and it's pretty much equal to going to, like, Comloy. Yeah. You know, where you're going to spend around, like, 80 and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not cheap, but that's pretty average for around here. Um, so I'd say medium high. Like, it's definitely better than average value um, just for the quality of it. But at the same time, it's expensive enough that I'm not going to give it, like, a super high value mark, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. that's about where it's at. Um, anything else? Um, let me see. Do I have anything else to say about the value? Um, yeah, I mean... There are some things that are expensive, but then there are also some things that are on the affordable side. But for the most part, yeah, expect to spend um, uh, like 40 per person to have a, a, a decent time. Yeah. Number rating? Yeah. Oh, geez. I haven't really thought about the number rating too much. Uh, I think I'll give this place a nine. Me too. Yeah. Nine it is. Cool. <laughs> You just got into the clean plate <laughs> I also want to give them another award, which is a drop that we were just trying to remember that we want to get made. The Hidden Gem Award. Oh, okay. So I think these this place is definitely a hidden gem. I mean, it's not like super hidden because it's on Highway 1, but and it's in the middle of a town. But at the same time, like people don't know about this place. Not that many people go out to Marshall. You know, it's just a... Very off the beaten path sort of place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, hidden gem award. Congratulations, Clean Plate Club and Hidden Gem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So updates. Unless you have any final thoughts. Oh no, I think we pretty much uh, okay. summed it up. Congratulations, Tonys. Mm-hmm. You already got the Bib Gourmand. Mm-hmm. Now you get the Bit Saucy Awards. Yeah, excellent <laughs> food. Great location. Great ambiance. So, yep, can't ask what for else do you need? <laughs> much more. Um, okay, so I know we said we were going to do a Starks episode this week, but uh, we had some logistical changes, basically. Right, yeah. Long story short. So we are probably going to Starks next week, tentatively, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that, But that probably won't be next week's episode, because before that... We are going back down to the Central Coast, a favorite place of ours. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we had such good eating last time. We might go back to, honestly, 
almost all of the same restaurants. <laughs> right. Uh, we plan on going back to get a duck chalupa at the Alchemist Garden. We plan on probably going back to Taco Temple. Um, we plan on going back to Cafe Kiva for sure. Mm-hmm. And we plan on maybe going back to Hula Grill in Monterey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go to the Central Coast, drive back to Monterey via Big Sur, and then drive home. Um, so, yeah, that is our current tentative plan. And then probably the next episode after that would be the Starks Happy Hour one. We got a lot of mm-hmm. listeners when we did the last Starks episode, and I actually think that was one of our best episodes, too. And one of our best dining experience. Oh, absolutely. Um what a fun experience that was. And like we've mentioned before, I have a long history of going to Stark's Happy Hour. I loved it for a long time. So really looking forward to that one. Probably two episodes from now. But we'll see. Because since we're doing almost all revisits for the uh, travel one down to the Central Coast, we might want to like just make that an update episode or something. So we'll see. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> those are our updates. Anything mm-hmm. else? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Oh, wait, there's one more. There's a Dave's Hot Chicken. Oh, right. Uh-huh. In Santa Rosa now. And we're excited to try that. We've, we've found out after we got excited about it that it's a chain, but we decided that we're going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Might be a good uh thing for people if they're interested in, in learning about this place, because it is going to be brand new. Uh, you'll get our thoughts on it. And if you find us important enough to listen to, maybe you'll, uh take our recommendation or, or whatever <laughs> or we do. Yeah. Maybe they'll do the opposite. <laughs> well, if we recommend you not to go, maybe they'll take <laughs> right? that. Yeah. But uh, there seems to be some fanfare surrounding this place opening. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be interesting. So yeah, look forward to that a few episodes from now. All right. All right, That's guys. Until next time, dip it in and sauce it up. A bit saucy podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up.